0: Hey, it's John, and it's time for the J-Mart Cast for Monday, December 13th. What's going on, Hawaii? Yeah. Friends and family, thank you for joining me for another episode of the J-Mart Cast. How's your week been? Mine's been kind of weird. A lot of good things happened. Some not-so-good things happened as well. I'll start with the good stuff, I suppose. Earlier this week, on Tuesday, I believe it was, I had... One of my neighbors who I've made friends with, who I actually I've made friends with, with my sourdough bread. I just go around uh, giving loaves of sourdough to all my neighbors as a way to bribe them into being my friends. And so this neighbor who I brought a loaf to, was a very friendly one. And she found out that I'm a personal trainer and said to me that she was looking into getting into shape, possibly getting a new membership at a nearby gym. And so I said, that's great, go ahead and go get your membership. And if you have any questions, any help that you need to kind of get on your journey towards getting stronger, feeling better, let me know I can do a free assessment or something like that and give you an idea of what are the top three things you could be working on to reach your goals. And she totally took me up on that. So on Tuesday, she came and we did our assessment. I asked her a bunch of questions about her health and the activities she's done previously. And we also did a movement screen, an assessment to just make sure or just to check out what are some of her strengths and deficiencies with regards to movement. And then after that, I gave her, uh, like I had promised, kind of my top three things to work on. She seemed pretty impressed and wanted to continue work longer term so then on Thursday was our first training session together. It went really well i'm really happy and what's even awesome with this uh, lady she's very a nice person, very open-minded and was totally willing to hear me out on a bunch of things, not just fitness related so I have at this point actually partly orange-pilled her and asked her or convinced her to pay me in Bitcoin rather than dirty, dirty fiat money, dirty Canadian dollars. I don't want that, none of that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Getting paid in Bitcoin. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty pretty exciting, pretty dope. Assessment on Tuesday, first trading session on Thursday, going to continue starting Monday. So it's going to be great moving forward i'm excited to go get back into training i kind of stopped for a while there due to the pandemic so times are changing luckily now there are some awesome people like my neighbor who are willing to meet with a trainer one-on-one in person and work on getting stronger getting more flexible getting better endurance just improving your health and fitness i'm very happy that that's back on the table let's see what else happened this week On Friday, I had some friends come over and hang out, which was very nice. It's awesome to have friends come over and see our little baby daughter, who's nearly three weeks old now. So that was great to show her off. She's like my pride and joy right now. And um, it's it's just ecstatic to have other people come uh, see her and kind of, uh, I don't know, appreciate her the way that I do. I'm just at like this amazing place right now with... uh, with my kids, where I have two kids. One of them is is this tiny little, you know, less than three week old baby. That's like the cutest thing in the world that I just like love rocking in my arms and just staring at her. And the other one is a two and a half year old boy toddler who loves roughhousing, loves screaming, loves like making loud noises, running around and being rambunctious. And that's like totally my jam. I love doing all that. I love... uh, wrestling with him, throwing up in the air, catching him and all that kind of stuff. So I'm in this dream place as a father where I can go back and forth between the tenderness of like a little newborn baby girl and the uh, rambunctiousness of like a toddler two and a half year old boy (laughs) and going back and forth between those is just amazing. I am super blessed and happy to have that in my life. So yeah, that was Friday. (laughs) And then Saturday, the next day, was this um, weather-wise very, very strange day. So it's the middle of December now, like December 11th was the day, and the temperature rose quite high. It rose to like 13 degrees that day. Very surprising for mid-December to have such a warm day where you can basically walk outside with no jacket on. So I actually, on weekends, I usually drop off my older kid, my my boy at, at my parents or at my wife's parents just for a couple of days to give us a little bit of uh, free time to just focus on the newborn and for ourselves. And so I dropped off my kid at my parents' house and on the way back, this was a bit of an omen as I'm driving back on the highway. There's like this relatively large branch, not like humongous, but relatively large. Like there's something that shouldn't be on the highway that like flew out of nowhere right into my path and it was last, last minute and I had no choice but to kind of just drive over it. It's It was like no damage to the car. It was small enough that I could just like given the speed that the car was going, I just kind of like went right through it. A little bit of a crunch as I went through it, but nothing else. I checked, no no damage, no nothing. So then I'm like, all right, that's no big deal, whatever. Didn't think much of it. Then I got home and I'm talking to my wife at home, we're just like hanging out, whatever. Like she's feeding the baby, I'm talking to her, and then all of a sudden we hear a large cracking sound, like a really loud cracking sound. Uh we're like, "What the hell is cracking?" This is like I get up off the couch, I look up, and I see that my neighbor's tree, which is a huge, huge tree, has one of the major branches from the base that is teetering, that is slowly breaking and falling, and I, I literally saw it fully break and start to fall. And as it's falling, I have like a million thoughts going through my head. I'm like, oh no, whatever gets falls is below that is going to get crushed. Second thought, oh no, it's going to fall on our side, even though the tree's on the neighbor's side. Third thought, oh no, it's going to fall on my car, isn't it? and i see it fall on the car and even though i know it's going to happen even though like there's nothing i can do to stop it as it falls and cr- crushes the car i go like oh no <laughs> just like uh it was it was perfect just ah oh, no like i i knew it was happening i couldn't stop myself from going ah oh, no <laughs> So, yeah, we have a giant tree branch, which could be like its own tree, basically, because this tree is so huge that, yeah, fell on our side, on on the driveway, on the car. It crushed some of the uh, railing on the steps leading up to the front entrance to our house. Yeah, it's a bit of a pain in the old D-I-C-K I don't know what to say. <laughs> was not expecting that obviously. The tr- the tree branch also crushed some of the railing on my neighbor's side, railing uh, on the stairs leading up to his front house. Unfortunately, the railing on his side was made of glass, so there's a bunch of shattered glass all over the place. Luckily, the neighbor cleaned that up. He's a cool dude. It's actually our new neighbor who just moved in uh next door like very recently, like maybe 3 or 4 weeks ago. It's funny because he was saying how he was just starting to feel like he's getting settled. The family's getting settled settled in the house, and now, now they're dealt this hand. So it's kind of funny. But he's a nice dude. Call he called an arborist and insurance. Everything where they're all they're going to take care of it. Unfortunately, because of the time that it happened, it was kind of like later in the day and still really really windy. So. Uh, I couldn't get anyone to come same day. This is now not now the next day in the morning. So hopefully someone comes pretty soon to clean up this giant tree and lift yeah, lift it out of the way so that I can get my car out from under it. The hood got uh, crushed by a portion of the tree branch. Um, it got like dented in and scratched fairly badly. It looks like hopefully like it's just the hood and there's not too much damage with like the engine under the hood but it's too early to tell we'll see uh, what else <laughs> crazy crazy week i don't know what to say about it like well i guess all i can say is i'm i'm, I'm grateful that like this was, it was like the least amount of damage that could have happened if I guess if I'm looking at it objectively, there's no people that got hurt. I wasn't in the car. No kids were in the car. Our neighbors weren't anywhere near uh, their house when the branch fell down. So all in all, um, grateful that no one was hurt. Damage was fairly minimal, stuff that can be replaced. And seems like the insurance is going to take care of it. That's really good. Also, the neighbor seems very, very cool and is, um, you know, going to, make sure that everything's well taken care of and compensated. So all in all, while it's a horrible thing to have happened, you know, if it was going to happen, it couldn't have happened any better, I guess is one way to think about it. So thank God for that. (laughs) Let's see what else happened this week. Oh yeah. I uh, saw that the health minister, Teresa Tam, They're now recommending that you only use the Pfizer vaccine, not the Moderna one, for people under the age of 30. After all this time, they're finally recommending that 30 and below, or I guess 29 and below, no longer take Moderna, but only Pfizer. And I'm pretty sure this is related to all the heart problems that people have been having, taking the vaccine, all the younger people, especially boys myocarditis, pericarditis, heart attacks, all sorts of shit. Yeah, after all this time, you know, forcing people to take it, mandating it, making people lose jobs, making people lose some of their, you know, good relationships with other people in their lives who feel strongly about this crap. After all that, all the headaches and everything, all the suffering people had to go through, now now they're saying, oh, no, no, not Moderna, just Pfizer. Oh, by the way, Pfizer and Moderna are pretty much the same vaccine. Just one has a higher dose basically than the other. If we're looking at the uh, weight of the RNA, I guess, in the Pfizer one, there's 30 micrograms, whereas in the uh, Moderna one, it is 100 micrograms. So that's over three times as much the dose in the Moderna one over the, over the Pfizer one. So, you know, it's, I mean, the dose makes something a therapeutic or a poison, right? So it's possible that the Pfizer one's got a low enough dose. It's, it's not as bad as the Moderna one. So hopefully that's the case. And we're not forcing the Pfizer one on people. I mean, have you guys checked out the vares data? VAERS is an acronym that stands for Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. So it's a system set up for when someone takes vaccines and they have adverse events, they report that. Seems pretty straightforward. And ever since the COVID vaccines came in, there have been many, many reports on the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System about deaths happening in people Post taking the covid vaccine and ever since i learned about this i've been trying to you know talk to people about it and ask questions like is this concerning we have this adverse event reporting system set up and people are reporting lots of adverse events but it seems like no one's paying attention when i first like learned about this the number of deaths were in the low thousands. I think it was like four thousand, something like that, when I first learned about this. And this was only like a few months, maybe three months after the uh vaccines were made available, when I found out about how there was a spike in the number of reports for deaths in theirs. Now at this point. Like, much time, like a significant amount of time later, like we're nearly a year later, right? Nearly a year later, and the, the deaths reported to vares in 2020 has spiked to nearly 20,000, okay? Nearly 20,000 in less than a year. If you look at the total number of deaths reported in the whole vares system since 1988 to 2021, the COVID nineteen vaccines, deaths associated. We don't know for sure that they're caused. I'll be I'll, I'll be fair with that. We don't know the to- the true cause. We just know the association. Deaths associated with COVID nineteen vaccines since 1988, the year I was born, those deaths account for 51 percent, 51 percent of the total deaths since 1988. Right in less than one year, we've accumulated like as many deaths as there were on the var system with the COVID-19 vaccines, right? And when you look at the data for like the number of days post taking the vaccine that the deaths are reported, the majority of the days are zero or one, okay? Zero or one days take up the majority of the reports post taking the vaccine, so take that with a grain of salt. I posted this information and somebody, uh, was quick to reply to me and question the data. And this has happened many times, like many, like everyone questions the data, right? Like why, why believe the only reporting system we have in place, right? Like someone was saying, isn't the, isn't this VAERS data self-reported and unverified? Well, I mean, yes, it is self-reported, but in fact, the majority of the reports on the VAERS system are through healthcare professionals. Most individuals don't have the time or patience, or don't even know about this system to uh, report using it. And if you look at most of the like analysis of the data available through VARES, like the analysis that states that the deaths reported on the VAIR system are actually under-reported by as much as five times, right? So what we're seeing here could be like just a small fraction of what's actually going on. And of course now they're going to be forcing the third shot down everyone's throat. <laughs> the third shot, I'm falling right into their bullshit propaganda. It's the booster shot the booster. It was originally just supposed to be two. And then now they're introducing a booster and they're calling it a third shot to make it seem normal. Like, oh yeah, it was always going to be three. You better be taking your third shot. No, it was a booster. And it's for people who need a booster, but it's going to get shoved down everyone's throat again, just like the first two shots got shoved down everyone's throat. And it's a clear sign that this is not about keeping people healthy or safe or wanting the best for people, right? If we, if we really wanted the best for people, wouldn't we address the real elephant in the room? The fact that basically everyone's obese, right? Most people are obese. Just walk around outside and take a look. Everyone's like, could, could lose like at least 10 pounds. Like, I'm sorry, this might be hard for some people to hear. And there's, I'm sure there's still lots of people who are completely fine. They're not obese. You know, if you're one of those people, just disregard this, but like, look at the statistics. If you look at United States, right? Three, over 300 million people, nearly 80% of the people are at the very least overweight. In fact, nearly half of that, like 30 something plus percent of people are obese. Okay. Not just simply overweight, they're obese. Granted, these statistics are based on like BMI numbers and people are all often like, oh, BMI is garbage, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I agree, BMI is not a good measurement for an individual to determine whether they're over, overweight or obese. But on a population level, it's a very good metric. Okay, you can't you can't argue with that. On a population level, if you see that you have a large number of people who fit into the obese category based on the BMI, That's just bad news bears. You can't argue that. Oh, those individuals—they're just muscular, blah blah blah. The BMI is way off. No, people are fat. Just open your eyes and take a look around, okay? And if you are fat, you are metabolically unhealthy. And if you are metabolically unhealthy, you are just not going to do well with infections. Period. Okay? You are not going to do well for many reasons, but one of them, which is highly relevant to like the current situation, is the fact that like you are. Unable to make antibodies nearly as well as a healthy person. Yet, our whole system set up to fight this pandemic and get out of this is based on a vaccine system where your body's supposed to learn to make antibodies to fight the infection from SARS CoV 2. Okay, but if people are unhealthy to begin with and you're giving them something that's going to help make them make antibodies to fight this infection, then those who are already unhealthy are not going to be able to make any good antibodies to fight this off and we're just perpetuating this whole thing. Why? Why not tell people to lose some weight, to get healthy, to move, to be active, to get outside, get some sun? Why Why just tell people to get locked up inside and not do anything? Just Netflix and chill, man. All right, I'm going to get off my high horse here. Sorry about that. Just had to let some steam off and you know what, I'm not the only one who thinks this shit. I know it might sound like that, but I do have friends messaging me every once in a while telling me that this is crazy. My one buddy says uh, there's so much blind faith and thoughtless agreement. He says it kills him that so many people have just given up and have not asked any why questions, and they will actually challenge you if you don't agree with these crazy thoughts and ideas. He thinks it's insane that it's killing him. It's a crazy world, he says. Not many people have had their eyes open enough to see what's going on. Yeah, I agree with him. Like, not enough people in Canada have lived through an authoritarian dictatorship and known and understood what that's like, what it entails. You know, people just think, oh, for the greater good of everyone, let's just do that. Let's be collectivist, forget individual rights. Those don't matter. Meanwhile, like, have you guys heard of this place called North Korea? <laughs> I know it's kind of crazy to be comparing uh, Canada to North Korea. We're, obviously, we're not quite there yet, but that's the path we're on. That's where it all leads to. If you just completely disregard all individual rights and go, always go for the greater good of society, for collectivism, This is what happens. You can take a and you can take a satellite picture of the Korean Peninsula, and you can see how sad it is. How like half of it, from the southern half, is completely lit up in in like nighttime lights, and then the northern half has basically nothing. There's nothing there. It's it's all dark. You know these these people. They don't have any rights they can't escape everything they do is for the greater good of their of their society not for their own greater good and that's what that's where it leads to if we if we're, we're going to stay on this path we're going to keep going further and further this is the path it leads to i just i don't know what else to say like it's it's very obvious it's very clear to me i don't know why others don't see it but that's why I'm switching my life over to a Bitcoin standard. I'm getting paid in Bitcoin by my client, Canadian dollars, U.S. dollars, whatever. They're, they're worthless fiat, nothing backing it. Yeah, I'd rather defund the government that relies on the money that it creates by just not using it anymore and using a different system, one that's separate and uninvolved with anything the Canadian government does. So yeah, defunding, defunding the government. That's that's what I'm going to do. That's what I recommend other people do as well. Don't use their monopoly money anymore. The government is just the biggest corporation with the monopoly on violence. Yeah, you want to hear something cool? Or not cool, but a cool little clip from uh, everyone's favorite boy, Elon Musk, talking about the government. Here it is. Let me set it up. point, really what you're doing is capital allocation. So you're not it's not money for personal expenditures it's what you're doing is is capital allocation and it does not make sense to take uh the the job of capital allocation away from people who have demonstrated great skill in capital allocation and give it to uh you know an entity that has demonstrated very poor skill in in capital allocation which is the government Uh, i mean you can think of the government essentially uh, as a corporation in the limit Uh, it, It is, it is a the government is simply the biggest corporation with a monopoly on violence and with and where you have no recourse. So, just to recap, Elon Musk is saying that the government is very bad, very poor at capital allocation. You know, they have a monopoly on violence, and using that monopoly on violence, they will take money from citizens, but they're a horrible at allocating that money or capital back into the economy. So Elon makes the case or the argument that it doesn't make sense to take the power or the decision-making choice of what to do with capital away from people who like, are very good at that and give it to government who have a very poor track record of spending money, of allocating it into areas that you know simply don't need it or it's just the wrong area to put money into and like i said there's no recourse right they own the monopoly on violence so they are the recourse so if you don't like what they're doing then you're shit out of luck you know and this applies to everything not just capital allocation not just money but also what about like health what about my decision with what to do with my body right women can decide with what to do with their body can't they they can have abortions if they want to or not. Why can't why can't other people decide if they want an injection or not? Seems pretty straightforward to me, but it's uh, highly debated for some reason. And I think like if you brought this up like three years ago, it would have been a slam dunk with most people in terms of like agreeing what I'm talking about. But now that there's a pandemic in play, even though. To me, it seems like this is not the worst pandemic. It could it could be like it's bad, but there's way worse out there. People have completely flipped and they no longer believe the basic things that we used to believe in, such as you being the proprietor of your body and choosing what goes inside of it or having your medical history be private. That's also gone. You know, you have to show your stupid piece of paper that says you've taken... Two doses of the vaccine. Every time you go to a restaurant, some waiter who has no right to see what my medical history is now feels brazen to ask me for a stupid piece of paper and ID. And now they're switching that to like, it has to be digital. Now you have to do the stupid QR code. I just had the piece of paper that they gave me when I got the shot and I was just showing that. I was I wasn't gonna bother to get the QR code, but now the most recent restaurant I went to, they're like, Oh, it's been announced starting in January. It's only gonna be QR codes, you can't use your stupid piece of paper anymore. <sighs> I'm I'm angry this week, guys. I'm sorry. Just like upset about how where things are headed, obviously with this vaccine issue. Upset with the stupid tree branch falling on, <laughs> on top of my car. Anyways, uh I think I'm going to end it today. I'm I'm nearing 30 minutes here. I didn't even do a Bitcoin update. I did talk about it a little bit, but let's see. The Bitcoin block height is 713842 Uh The price is $49,682. One US dollar can still get you 2013 Satoshis remember satoshis or sats for short are the smallest unit of a bitcoin a bitcoin can be divided or subdivided into a hundred million satoshis so get your sats stack your sats as fast as possible do it through shake if you're in canada that's the exchange i use i have like a referral link if you want to go ahead and use that i'll put a link to that in the description below but yeah bitcoin is the is my solution to disagreeing with the government i'm just going to simply opt out, no longer participate in what they are serving up by simply switching to a different system that is uncorrelated. And I encourage you to do the same. If you disagree with the government, there is not a lot of power you have other than to simply take your money, vote with your money, vote with your dollars away from fiat money. Exchange your fiat dollars for hard money like Bitcoin. Next week, I'll try to talk a little bit more about this, about keynesian economics and austrian economics and how like there's like these two competing world views of how economies should work and you know how one to me makes a lot of sense and the other one's kind of crazy it makes no sense if you like dive deep into it so if you want to look up keynesian and austrian economics go ahead and do that if not i'll try to look it up and talk about it next time around but that's all i'm going to talk about this week thanks everyone for listening all the way to the end i appreciate you if you're still here hearing all these words i you're the best person ever i'm sorry for all the complaining it's just like i have this like you know feeling in my heart and i need to express it if you're here listening i appreciate you doing that like um, it's like you're basically there as a friend listening to me, event so that's the greatest you know thing a friend is is there for it's like just there for like you to vent on, so appreciate you for being for being a friend to me and listening all the way to the end. Other than that, you just have a great week, stay active, be grateful, and peace. Jmart out.